seeing her books all through the house. And as I got older, I would explore them and read the work of Maya Angelou and Toni Morrison and Alex Haley. It was like a window into the world for me. Um, I love books. So it's probably not all that surprising that I'm raising some hardcore book lovers in this house. I'm Sharia Woods. I'm a dreamer, a mom, and a community builder. I've always loved learning people's stories and figuring out how to keep getting better. And I created the Rise Society podcast to give you the inspiration and step-by-step -step strategies you need to get clear on what you want so you can design a life you love. If you know there's something bigger in this world for you and you're ready to figure out what it is, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about a topic that is close to my heart, reading. <laughs> and not just reading, but more specifically how to help your kids fall in love with reading. You may be wondering why I would say reading is close to my heart. <laughs> it felt kind of funny even saying it to myself. But it's true. I love my books. My husband has given up on convincing me to get rid of the piles of books I no longer read, but I have a pretty close attachment to. They're my books. They stay with me. My mom had me when she was in college and she kept all of her Black Studies books from college. And so I grew up seeing her books all through the house. And as I got older, I would explore them and read the work of Maya Angelou and Toni Morrison and Alex Haley. It was like a window into the world for me. And when my dad would pick me up on the weekends, he would almost always stop at Barnes and Nobles and buy me whatever book I picked. Usually it was like the Babysitter's Club or something like that. <laughs> and I would read the whole book over the weekend. And so now looking at it from a parent's perspective, it was probably cheap babysitting because I would sit and read the whole book before I came up for air. <laughs> but that really fed my passion for reading and just my joy around it. Um, I love books. So it's probably not all that surprising that I'm raising some hardcore book lovers in this house. However you feel about reading, the evidence is clear that becoming a strong reader is essential to success in school and work. If you have the advantage of having young kids, you have a serious head start. It's kind of like having time to start investing early. No one's really expecting your child to be able to read in preschool, so there's no pressure at all. Leverage that time to help your child start having a fun and carefree relationship with books. You can start from the day your kid is born, really, but, but they start engaging more with books around six months. By engaging, I mean eating board books while you try to open them, <laughs> but stick with the regular routine. And before you know it, they'll start enjoying the pictures and trying to start turning the pages on their own. If you're pregnant, or haven't had kids yet, spending time reading to your kids every night may sound easy enough. But my mamas know it's not always that easy. This is especially true for our working moms and our single moms. Putting aside time to read to your kids can be hard for all of us. But trust me, I work in the education space and I've seen the data. Reading is really, really important. And not just for the reasons you might think, like being able to read and write, like English class and that sort of thing. If students are not Reading well by third grade, school gets really difficult for them because after third grade, you have to read to learn in all of your subjects. 
So your kid may be a math whiz or a science genius, but if they can't read well, it will be hard for that talent to come out in school. And if your kids are not solid readers, they may get discouraged and start thinking they're just not good at school. When in fact, they're just not great at reading. Um, and that's something that can be worked on. We all know how smart our babies are. So let's figure out how to set them up for success. Now, before I jump into the strategies that I want to share today, I want to acknowledge that your kid may have a learning difference like dyslexia. I'm not diving into that topic today, but I encourage you to have your child screened if you have concerns about that. It's very likely that your school district um, will have resources for you and there'll be other resources in your community as well. Now, the first step for having your kid fall in love with and get good at reading is consistency. When your kids are young, it's important to read with them every night. Again, I know, easier said than done. I get it, especially as your kids you know, get older and you have more things pulling at you like sports and dance and other homework, but you have to remember how important this is. I'm especially speaking as a black woman and a mother of a black boy. Our boys are struggling in schools for so many reasons just across the country. I'm not talking about like Sean specifically or any one kid. Just when you look at the data, our boys are struggling. And I don't really feel like the systems in place are set up for their success. And so we have to give our sons and our daughters, but I think our sons especially, every advantage we can in the classroom. The good news is if you build a love of reading, eventually you won't have to do so much of it with your kid to, or even to encourage it. Now when my seven-year-old comes downstairs in the morning, he usually has a book in his hands. He takes his favorite book in his backpack to school and he begs to stay up reading at night. When you build a passion for reading within your kid, you don't have to stand next to them saying, hey, are you reading? Are you reading now? <laughs> we just have to give him the things that he likes to read and he gets at it. I don't know, depending on your situation, that may be a little hard to believe. And so I recorded a little conversation with Sean for him to share in his own words how he feels about reading. Check it out. Hey, I'm Sean. I ever find, when I ever find a book, I don't stop until I finish the whole book. Well, I read, I read really fast because I've been practicing. What would you tell to a kid that maybe doesn't like reading as much as you do? I can tell him that's okay to not read, but you should try reading. Because it's really, really fun to do it in your bed or like uh, your, your table with your parents. You can snuggle up with them at bedtime and, and read some stuff. All right. Are you convinced now? It's totally possible to help your kid fall in love with reading. Um, today, I'm going to share seven ways to help with that journey. My goal is to help reading become something that's less of a chore and more of an enjoyable and fun activity for you and for your little ones. And I've created a PDF guide with all the seven ways that I'm going to describe in it. And so if you're interested in that, just check out the show notes and you can um, download that PDF. The PDF also includes a list of Sean's favorite books at every age. He's seven now, so it ends at seven. <laughs> And just a warning, most of the books that Sean loves are a little silly. And if you don't want the silly stuff at your house, you may need a different book list. All right. So number one, let your kids read what they enjoy. As I mentioned, Sean loves a lot of silly books. And so we encourage that in this house. <laughs> kids 
like what they like. If your kids are like mine, they will latch on to a book and make you read that same book over and over. I remember when Sean was little, he had like two books that he loved and that's all he wanted to read literally for months. We would try to introduce new books and he would not have it, but that's okay. The goal is to spend time together and to help our children develop a love of reading. If your kid finds a book that they love, just take the win and let them enjoy it. Eventually, they will get bored with that book and they'll be ready to move on. But the big thing that you want in the beginning is for them to just attribute joy and happiness and a good time with reading. The second suggestion I have is to make reading routine. We talked a bit about this in the beginning, but you should try to read to your kid every day. And it also helps if you read to them around the same time every day. Just like with adults, it's easier to create a habit if we're consistent and we tag that that new activity onto something we already do. I think that's why um, reading a story to your kid at bedtime is so popular um, because you're already doing all the bedtime activities and so you just tag on reading and it's easy to do that every day or easier. (laughs) When you're consistent, your kids will actually help hold you accountable. When you make reading part of their daily routine, and they come to expect it. When you're consistent, your kids will actually help hold you accountable. And when you make reading a part of their daily routine, they come to expect it. My son would not shut his eyes before we read him a book. It was part of the routine and he is a routine oriented kid, like to the extreme. And so on those nights when me and my husband were so tired and we were just like, let's just go to bed. (laughs) He was like, no, we're supposed to read. You said we would read. Where is my book? And he's not alone, right? Like I have an 18 month old as well. And the other day when I was in the room with her trying to clean up and actually pick her books off the floor and, you know, put her laundry away, she starts like miming to me because she can't really talk that well yet. And she points at me, then she points at the chair where we normally read. And then she like shoves a book in my face, like read to me. (laughs) I got the point. I read her a book. Um, but they will help you. And so as you build it, it's like you're building a culture in your house around reading. And so they will help reinforce that culture once you get it going. Tip number three is to keep books around. Um, Don't make books like some sacred thing that are only available in the bedroom or like, oh, you you can't crinkle a page. Like this is like a, a special thing. If we want our children to read, it's important to surround them with books and to let them engage with them. I even keep books in the car and I try to take them in our travel bags when we go places. When Sean was young, we would give him books to read at the airport when we're going on a trip. I think as parents, sometimes we have in our minds what we think kids will think is fun. And so, you know, you may think, oh, I have to give them the tablet. I have to give them the cartoons. Like that's what's going to keep them occupied. And yes, that can work. I'm not anti-screen time because I just know the reality of parenting and it's hard to not have some screens in your life. Um, But kids actually really like books. They have cool pictures and colors. They like that. And it may not, a book may not keep them busy forever, but it's a good place to start. And so you could always pull out the book first, maybe have a backup book and then go to the tablet. Um, So you at least give them that opportunity to engage with books before you bring that stuff out. For babies, make sure to get them those hard cardboard books and let them explore and play with them. You're teaching your kid what is normal. And at our house, reading is not a chore or a punishment. It's a treat. So much so that Sean has actually lost his reading time when he got in trouble. He hated that punishment more than just about anything. The more you normalize reading and make books available to them, they will latch onto it and accept it as truth. 
Tip number four is to keep leveling up the books that your kid is reading. I still remember how excited my son was when he read his first book with chapters. And it's really beautiful to see your kids progress on their reading journeys. And so as you start to see that they're mastering their favorite books, start exposing them to some next level books. Again, this can be difficult. As I mentioned earlier, they start latching on to what they like and they don't want to change their favorite books. But I found that when I bring a book into the house, I can kind of leave it around and eventually he'll start picking it up and getting curious about it. Then we can dive into it. I recommend that you kind of give it some time to socialize new books that you're introducing. And one trick that I would also use was saying, okay, we're going to read one section of your favorite book or your favorite book if it's like a smaller book. And then we're going to read a chapter of this new book. <laughs> and so my son still got to get his favorite book in, but then he's exposed to something new. My son is a master negotiator, and so it always helps when he gets a win. Uh, but don't be discouraged by initial rejection. Just, just bring those stretch books home and eventually they'll start digging into them. Another thing that could be helpful is connecting reading to TVs and movies, especially if your kid already you know, enjoys watching cartoons and things like that. I know people have different opinions on screen time, uh, but for most of our kids, they're getting some amount of, sp of screen time. So I think this is a fair suggestion. Um, most popular book series have a related TV show um, or movie or some other media. And so if your kid isn't interested in the book at first, you can introduce an associated movie or TV show and see if it sparks interest. Because once they fall in love with a TV show and you say, oh, here's the book that has the same characters in it, that usually helps to spark their interest. Tip number six is to think outside of the box. You do not have to just read traditional books to help your kid become a strong reader. You could use a cookbook and cook with your child. That's a really fun and engaging activity. And you can have your kid do a lot of the reading. And even if they don't want to do the actual reading, you are demonstrating why reading is important and how it's used in real life. You can also buy science kits. My son loves those and I'll link to some of his favorites in the show notes, but they usually have some sort of volcano experiment, which is a great starter experiment. I have a medic kit that doesn't love a good volcano. You can have your kid help read the instructions for those experiments. These types of activities are especially important if your child has had negative experiences with reading. You have to work to create fun opportunities for them to engage with written words. Make it so fun and so low pressure that they don't even realize what is happening. <laughs> because if they've been struggling or if they feel uncomfortable with the idea of reading, you want to give them opportunities where they're able to have fun activities that are associated with learning. This is especially important if your, your kids are older. Um, because it's going to be harder to kind of build that culture from scratch of like what's fun and what's not fun. This type of kind of active and engaged reading is also important when we're thinking about preparing our students to take standardized tests. As sad as it is, Dogman and Diary of a Wimpy Kid are probably not going to show up on any state exams. And those tests are not just testing reading ability. They are testing reading comprehension. It's important for our kids to get good at not just reading words, but also interpreting what they're reading and applying what they learn. Those are different skills. And doing activities where you're reading and then using what you're reading to do something forces a deeper level of understanding. And so that brings us to the last tip for the day, which is to use technology to expand your options. Traditional books are not the only way to read anymore. 
we found audio versions of Sean's favorite books on Spotify, um, and he really enjoys listening to them in the car. That's another way that I figured out how to help level up his books a bit. At one point, he was really intimidated by a book that I brought home. It was his first chapter book that was not a graphic novel. It had some pictures, but it was more like a traditional novel. And he was not having it at all. He was like, these are too many words. Like, I can't do this. But when I played the same book on Spotify, he loved it. And he wanted to read it and learn more about it. And so sometimes you have to be a little tricky and creative to get them to buy into um, what you're trying to teach. We also use an app called Epic that has a library of digital books, and I'll let Sean tell you a little bit about that. There's an app named, yeah, Epic, and it started to inspire me to read everything. It had it had everything I ever wanted on there. It has so many books, things about football, if you like football, soccer things. It's just so fun to read on Epic. As you can tell, Sean loves Epic. <laughs> it was a great tool to help him prep for standardized tests too because they have quizzes at the end of each book to test comprehension and so that forced a little bit more focus from him. I know there are tons of similar apps you can explore too. These apps are also really good if your kids are struggling with reading because a lot of the books will read to your kid and so they can get into the habit of seeing the words and listening. Um, more reading practice if you don't have time to sit with them for you know a long time and read to them. Um, this is another way to get that kind of practice in. Those are my seven tips on how to help your kids fall in love with reading. As with anything, success is going to include a lot of consistency and creativity. As I mentioned earlier, I do have a PDF that has all of these tips in it. You can grab it in the show notes. It also includes a list of Sean's favorite books in case you're looking for some options to get started. A lot of his favorite books are parts of series, and so that can get you pretty far because it may be one title, but there's probably like 10 books in that one title. Um, you can also use the library so you don't go broke buying books because once they get into it, they, they want them all. And so as we close out, I want to share a little bit of advice on what Sean would tell a kid who doesn't like reading. If you don't like reading, that's okay, but you got to but you just got to try. If you're not good at reading, just do it. Thanks for joining me today and for staying until the very end of the show. It would mean the world to me if you would follow the Rise Society podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep shining.